Hi everybody, the Complex PTSD guy here. I'll start out by saying I'm not a doctor or psychiatrist, I'm just a guy living with complex PTSD, and I'm sharing my own ideas, experiences, and opinions on this podcast. I thought I would read to you guys. Um, I, I just wrote something, and I, I told you guys I do creative writing as a form of therapy, and particularly I create stories out of situations I've been through before, and Um, I know I've mentioned my play a million times on here, but I was telling you guys in the last episode, I'm thinking of entering a writing contest, and I might also submit this to like an agent, so a writing agent, and I told you I've thought of doing like screenwriting for Hulu or Netflix or whatever, so an agent who would work with those places, or at least one of those places that I like a lot, um... And so I, I couldn't quite figure out, do I want to base, you know, a short story that I'm entering into this contest, do I want to base it on people in the play or characters in my poems? Um, and so what I decided to do, and I think it's actually the most interesting way of going about it, I actually decided to write it from who the play was actually about. So the play was about the brother and sister, Lindsay and Alex. And I've told you guys that Alex is my alter ego. Um, So in the play, um, Alex was me. And like, it was literally me. Like I wasn't acting the part, somebody else was acting the part, but that's who I was. And I just changed my name to Alex. Um, So Alex knows everything because it's, the play was from his perspective, but the play was actually about um, his sister. Um, so I almost called the play the sister, but I called it blurred lines because the brother and sister are co-equals. They, they don't see things clearly because they have these blindfolds on from the trauma that they grew up with. And so I decided to, at the end of the play, what happens is the sister stays in an abusive marriage and the brother's blindfold is removed because he realizes the parents enable abuse because the dad's abusive. Um, And a lot of it revolves around alcohol, by the way. So the family has this belief, if you're sober, then you're okay, even if you're still dangerous. That's a key part of all this. So this is from, what I decided to write was a short story from the perspective of Lindsay, that's the sister in the play, staying with, or staying within her newlywed abusive marriage because on her her wedding day her husband beats her up Um, and she goes to the emergency room so this is written this would be like from the perspective of Lindsay a few months into her marriage and what I decided to call it it took me a while to figure out what to call this short story I'm calling it the family trait because this is a key trait within their family this sort of denial sobriety means you're okay when really you could still be crazy um, and abusive. And safety comes from sobriety, even if it's abuse. Um, You know, even if there's abuse there. And there's a lot of denial. Um, So I called it the family trait. And again, it's from Lindsay's perspective. So I just wanted to read this. And it's it's just a page. Um, So if you don't want to hear somebody read a, a short story, just one page. It's not the whole short story. It's about 500 words. Um, The short story itself is supposed to be, I think it's supposed to be about 1,000 to 2,000 words. It's like a short, short story. Like, I don't even think they're wanting, 
4,000 words for it. But this is only about 500, so it's not done. But the place I'm going to end it at, I think, is a really good ending place for like the first section of it. So there's probably going to be sort of almost like four sections within the short story. Because in the first section, Lindsay's describing kind of where she's at. The next section, she talks about her ex-boyfriend and versus the guy she's married to now and the differences. Um, But I'm just going to read this just because you guys might find it relatable. And you might find it a trait within your own family. So again, um, especially if you have complex PTSD. So Lindsay would totally be a person who has complex PTSD. And that's exactly why she stays in this marriage. Um, So I'm just going to read this. Again, this is just a rough draft for a short story that I'm entering into a writing contest. And this isn't the whole short story. So, The family trait told from the point of view of Lindsay, a newlywed. My mom's side of the family says it was the alcohol. That is why my husband attacked me. Stop the drinking and the outburst will stop. This is what they say. I never thought I'd be attacked on my wedding day by my own spouse nonetheless. My dad didn't even show up for the wedding, tired of meeting yet another man he would have to build a relationship with. I know what my dad says behind my back. He's always talking behind everybody's backs. Dad's been sober since I was 13 years old. I'm 33 now. Mom always says, ever since your dad stopped his drinking, he's been fine. Mom's side of the family is always blaming the alcohol. I wonder sometimes just who are these two men, my dad and my husband? Why is it that my mother says they both need to refrain from alcohol? What's really going on in their heads that only alcohol shows the truth of? It's the truth. That's what I am finally starting to realize my mother is afraid of. The truth of the men we chose to marry. I was always so bullheaded in my youth. My younger brother, Alex, he was just the opposite. But me, I always—I was always dead set on being nothing like my mother. I rebelled. I remember my brother being whipped by our dad, crying hysterically for doing absolutely nothing wrong. Mother just standing by while it happened. I wasn't going to be anything like her and her constant denial of everything that was our life growing up. Now look at me. How did I get here? How am I her? What is going on? My brother was in the mental hospital when we were in early adulthood. He dropped out of college at the time. Since the attack on my wedding day, he's been pretty quiet. I called him once and he said he just can't be around us, John and I. He can't believe I would stay with someone who beat me. I screamed at Alex when he told me this. Alex isn't talking to mom and dad anymore either. He's not talking to anyone on mom's side of the family anymore. Only my dad's mom, that's who he'll talk to. You see, dad's side of the family is full of realistic people. His biological mom, Margaret, was also his adopted sister, if you can figure that out. Her parents adopted him. She tried to raise him too, but she always dated abusive men or drunks or both. Even a few gangsters, I have that common trait with her. It's not a good one. But I always used to take that realistic approach like Grandma Margaret, or Aunt Margaret as we used to call her. 
Only now, for the safety and comfort of life, I have slipped into my mother's side. Honestly, this newlywed doesn't know what to do. It seems like just yesterday I was fighting with my ex-boyfriend, T-Rav. Travis was his real name, but he likes T-Rav. He was never abusive to me. Most guys I've dated actually have never been physically abusive to me. Not until my second husband, who I'm with now. John, that's his name. No, T-Rav, the typical lazy bum who I had authority over, that was always the route I took. Until one day you realize guys like that have too much love for drinking or drugs or hanging out with friends, and no matter how much you give them, they don't know how to give it back. But T-Rav, never did I think I'd reminisce on such a guy. John, you see, did what you might call a love bomb on me. He still gives me lots of attention, which is something I crave, but I can't say it's exactly the attention I thought I would ever be getting. Safety and security, that's what my parents want for me, but what exactly am I doing to get that? I still can't believe my dad didn't come to my wedding. Maybe John and dad are two bulls in a china shop. I don't know, but I still think about it every single day. My new life, what my brother's up to, and even what kind of trouble T-Rab might be getting himself into. My dad's mom, Margaret, told me to get the hell out of this marriage. But like my dad, I am not so sure I want to take Margaret's advice. We call her Aunt Margaret growing up. Again, when your son becomes your adopted brother, it makes it a little confusing. So that's what I have written so far. Um, and I like this angle. I like that it's from her perspective because at the end of my play, um, the two characters, the brother and sister, the brother's blindfolds removed and the sister is, uh, she's still in her wedding dress and she peeks out from her blindfold at her brother when his is removed and she puts her blindfold back. It's almost like a hint to the audience, um, that she's wondering what he's up to. So that's, that's actually not how the play ended when we did the production of it, but, um, the play ended with her just staying with the husband and you just never saw her again. But you saw from Alex's perspective what happened because he talked about it with his therapist in the play. Um, and that's when he was told his blindfold was removed. But in the revised version, which has never, which was never put on stage, the very ending part I changed to where, you know, there's an inkling that there's hope for the sister. Um, and so if there's ever a sequel, which there definitely would be, um, you know, the sequel would be what happens next. Um, but really the key characters are the brother and sister in it. So again, this was just a short story and that wasn't, um, the end. Um, that was just a stopping point. I was actually going to stop reading that right where it said, honestly, this newlywed doesn't know what to do. Um, but I decided to go into the T-Rav stuff because I love the T-Rav stuff. So anyway, I just wanted to share that. And again, writing, creative writing can be very therapeutic and that's that. So I hope you guys have a good day. This is the Complex PTSD guy signing off.